0: Hello everybody and welcome to another exciting adventure at the Hub World. Today's quest will have us covering the topic of the Wii U Essentials. My name is Jules and today our other party members are...
1: Mateo. Dino.
0: Uh, Whether you're joining our adventure from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to give us a like or a follow. Before we get to the main topic, we're going to start with an icebreaker from the Hub Hats.
2: If you guys want to contribute to future icebreakers that we do feel free to leave them in the comments we'll add them to our ever-expanding list of quick topics that we can talk about Uh, i think it'll be a great way to for the community to be involved so if you have one just by all means send it to us in the comments and we will add it
0: agreed just to kind of add on to that like this is something that we've done icebreakers before we haven't really mentioned the hub hat it's something we're trying new this is kind of our bonus game Um, to start off every episode now, Um, and we're going to be pulling this list of icebreakers that everybody at the Hub has contributed to from the Hub Hat. But yeah, like Mateo said, if you contribute through comments, um, we will throw your requests for bonus game questions into our Hub Hat, and you might hear your question answered. And in fact, I wouldn't mind prioritizing questions that come from our viewers. So, you know, like throw a comment into any of our videos and we'll, we'll throw it into the Hub Hat. Um, but yeah, just so our bonus game question today is blah, 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 drawing from the hub hat, which cancelled video game did you want the most? And anybody can start that off.
1: I think I'll I'll start off with this one here, actually, just because I really was excited by the idea of Star Wars 1313 when that was announced. You guys remember that, right? Yep. Yep. The game was centered around a bounty hunter and their quest to basically just like gain notoriety and fame and going around Coruscant uh, at the lower levels and just slowly uh, become a better bounty hunter and everything and I think it turned out that like the bounty hunter we would have later found out was Boba Fett correct me if I'm wrong on that one it was a Boba Fett it was yes
0: it was a Boba Fett game
1: that would have been so cool Jules you can go first
0: I feel like I don't care that much about most cancelled games. I guess just because I'm a big Zelda guy. It wasn't really cancelled but it was more like repurposed but I would have loved to play what was originally I believe it was called Oracle of... what was it? The third Oracle game. Was it called Seeds of Courage or...
1: The Seed of Courage or... The Seed of
0: Courage. Something along those lines. There was a... anyway when they were developing the Oracle of Ages and Seasons there was a third game that would have focused on Furore. You know I'm a Zelda guy. I, would, I want more Zelda, and Oracle of Ages is my favorite two D Zelda game, mind you. Oracle Seasons is my least favorite two D Zelda game, but I would have liked to see where the third one would have fallen. So I guess I just would have, I would have liked to see what that game would have been like. Like, how would they have differentiated from Ages and Seasons? Like, what would have been the like Ages or Seasons mechanic in that one? Like, I'm just curious. Like, a canceled Zelda game? Like, throw
2: it at me. I Thought you were gonna talk about that retro like chic game, like they what they were kicking around there in the
0: I was never super interested in that, but no one, now that you mentioned retro, wasn't there like a Kid Icarus retro game at one point? That was like super edgy. That was like Pit was a fallen angel.
2: I think it was Factor Five, the guys that did Star Wars Rogue Squadron games. That was like the failed Kid Icarus reboot that was on the Wii. But yeah, the reason I was like, yeah, you go first because I was trying to think of one, but what type of rare fan would I be if I didn't say donkey kong racing i think the most infamous canceled nintendo game that i at least i can think of that game was the back of the gamecube box if you bought a launch gamecube because they were pushing they were pushing and that was going to be uh one of the the big games that rare was going to be making on the beginning of the gamecube we had a trailer for it i think it was at space world or something where it was like all the DK characters riding on the animal buddies. I think Taj from Diddy Kong Racing was there as well. It was going to be a sequel to Diddy Kong Racing, basically, and uh, it got repurposed into Saberman Stampede on Xbox when Microsoft bought Rare, and then that that game also got canceled. So that game is officially dead. Like there's it. I don't think it was repurposed into anything. But Banjo could have been in that game potentially. It was pretty sad. Like one of the old articles that we were gonna write in the original incarnation of the hub world was what were the darkest moments in video games and when microsoft bought rare like that was truly one of those and donkey kong racing could have been something really special and we'll just
1: never know tail i'm surprised you didn't say banjo 3 or was that never like official it is nuts and bolts i mean like a traditional banjo kazooie like nuts and bolts is a great game but it's not a good banjo kazooie game i think
0: banjo 3e as it existed was always nuts and bolts
1: but there was that one clip where like we saw like banjo riding uh like on kazooie's back like doing the talent trot running away and there's like a bunch of the n64 characters that was
2: just a tech demo though or like a, a showcase of like the GameCube can handle all these characters running around
0: in any case so we'll move on from our bonus game into our fetch quests so the first thing of our fetch quests that we have to talk about is What is this stuff we've been talking about? Bonus game, fetch quests. Uh, We said party members at the beginning. Like, there's a lot going on. So, we want to address this. So, the Hubworld podcast now has been running for almost 40 episodes. If you've looked at our YouTube channel recently, there's been a lot of new content both in let's plays and videos randomizers we've been collaborating a lot with cosmosis and basically what we're doing is we're not really rebranding but when we started the podcast we didn't really know what it was going to look like we just kind of did it for fun whereas now like we've been doing it for long enough that we really want to see our vision come to life so we're going to start having more of a structure with every podcast we're really going to dive into our hub world name and everything is gaming themed you know like our party members are who's going to be part of the podcast our bonus game is going to be our icebreaker every single episode Um, we're gonna have one of those Um, and our fetch quest is a segment that we're going to do before the main topic where we're just going to tell you a bit about like either news that has just popped up things that we're playing or doing and just something like a catch-up just to kind of like talk or tell you any news like we are now so just so you know so anyway we can move into the main fetch quest kind of like Discussion, does does anybody have anything they want to share with anybody? Any news you're excited about? Any games you've been playing? Like like anything just short, then brief that you want to say?
2: I'm um, looking forward to going into Animal Crossing because the newest Animal Crossing update came out as uh, so of the day we're recording this podcast, two days before it should have. So I was planning on going to Animal Crossing in a few days, but now I got to do it now. And then also, uh, there's some Banjo-Kazooie related news. Grant Kirkhope, the composer of Banjo-Kazooie, released his new like i think it's called banjo kazooie Rejiggied. it's a banjo kazooie soundtrack where he has played around with almost every song except clanker's cavern i think and it's fantastic i listened to the whole thing and it was just a whirlwind of emotions for me listening to that the spiral mountain track is fantastic and i was speechless when i listened to it like it was so moving because this is all we get as banjo kazooie fans now we get merchandise or we get stuff like this, where it's it's not the announcement we want, but this is still a fantastic thing for the fans to have. It is what it is, but i highly suggest listening to it it's fantastic
0: uh we should also let everybody know that very recently as of recording this episode mario party superstars just released at least i i'm probably speaking for everybody here when i say this but i'm pretty sure we all love it at the hub world it's fantastic like it's like the best mario parties in my opinion definitely since the GameCube, possibly since the n64
1: we got something special planned for that so uh, keep your eyes peeled on our youtube channel If you're already here on YouTube, uh, keep your eyes peeled for the next few days.
0: Yeah, definitely keep your eye out. We got some stuff. Moments before we started this podcast, in addition to Animal Crossing being released, I also delivered a very special gift to both Mateo and Gino that I ordered on the day that Sora was announced in Smash Bros. So just to give you some context, we're all big Smash fans, as you probably know if you follow our content when smash bros ultimate got announced we did something like a smash draft to see um which characters we thought were going to be in the game and that ended up going on way longer than we anticipated because of all the dlc the other thing that went on way longer than anticipated because the dlc is we had always said since the beginning since they first showed off the first iteration of the super smash bros banner that we were all gonna buy the banner a version of the banner when it finished but we've had to wait and wait and wait because they've been adding more and more characters so the day Sora dropped I went on Etsy and I found a really high quality Smash Bros. band.
1: It is fantastic thank you again Jules. No problem.
0: Any other fetch quest stuff either
1: of you guys want to mention? Keep your eyes peeled on the channel I literally was late to recording today because I uploaded a Animal Crossing update is live now. Go download it video. So it's like one of those like quick one minute YouTube videos where you can just like check it out. It's like a quick thing of news. I, I posted that. That's why we're late today. Sorry. I do apologize, Jules and Mateo. Okay. No worries.
2: But yeah. Adriano's
1: randomizer is going to keep
2: going. Gino, I think, is still going to be doing The Hub World Ends With You. We still have this Metroid podcast we want to record. And then obviously, because we're talking about Wii U today... The next one is going to be 3DS naturally. So,
0: hey guys, I think that's that's kind of our time for fetch quests and I don't think there's anything else major. There wasn't really a lot of news. Yeah. Um so, we're going to move on to our main quest, which is the Wii U essentials. So, just to give everybody a reminder of what the essential games is as well as a little bit of a special disclaimer about this episode is, so We haven't done an Essentials episode in a little while. Now, typically what we do with the Essentials is we look at the library from a system and we decide what are the five most essential games. And one of the things we usually look at is, well, we're trying to recommend games that people can go play on that system now now unfortunately the thing with the wii u is it's a very interesting system because it was kind of a transitionary system for nintendo it was a system that did not perform very well and more than 80 percent i would say that's that's a statistic that i'm pulling it out of my bot right now but a lot of its first party games were actually ported to the switch and not just ports but like enhanced ports with extra content and things so it's very difficult for us to look at this system and be like go back and play these games because there's so few that are actually still either relevant or they hold the best versions or whatever so for the wii u we decided this essentials is going to function differently we want you to Imagine you are taking a time machine back to 2016, 2017, like end of Wii U's era. And we're going to look at the Wii U as what were its five most essential games at the time that the generation ended. Not now, because now if we were to look at it that way, with how many things we would have to omit because the better versions exist other systems as well as some games just having sequels or other entries in the series that have taken the original concept like further we just feel like in order to do the wii u justice we need to set that boundary of you might not be able to go back and play these games and have those experiences now but these are the games we do think were essential to the wii u experience so that's what we're going to do as always we're going to nominate a bunch of games from the shortlist. we're going to deliberate the five we i don't anticipate this one's going to take long to be honest because i don't think we're going to have a big short list and i honestly don't think we're going to disagree on the finalists so we can just get to it I'll make the first nomination if that's okay. I'm going to start with what I would consider to be one of the most essential Wii U games even now. It literally is Wii U. Like, I can't imagine Wii U without this game, which is Nintendo Land. It was the first game. It came with the Wii U. And genuinely, I don't think there was a single Wii U game that came after Nintendo Land that used the gimmick of the system better than nintendo land and that's kind of sad honestly but it's also a testament to how nintendo land utilized the gamepad um, and the screen gameplay and the party games were just so good Good.
2: even to today like they've aged so well
0: and it's so interesting because like no when you like get together with friends you're like oh like let's play a party game and there's like Mario Party or Mario Kart like those kinds of games I still have times where like I invite friends over and they're like do you have Nintendo land and it's like and I'm always down for Nintendo land when people suggest it because like the Mario tag game and the Luigi's matching ghost game are just so good as concepts and they work so well in a group like, the Animal Crossing game is also really fun. And then some of the co-op ones, too, like the Zelda one. Um, as well as the, like, tournament-style mode that comes at the end, where you can even face off in some of the, like, other games, like the Donkey Kong one. And I remember having a blast with that game, even with my dad. Like, my dad was obsessed with the Donkey Kong one, where he had to tilt the game pad and, like, ma- try to get as far as you could to the bottom. Like,
2: Yeah, that was a good one. Donkey Kong, whatever it was called, was my favorite game on nintendo of course
0: Yeah, yeah it's such a and it's such a celebration like for nintendo fans and that's what i look at like i feel like it represents the wii u because as much as the wii u did not perform well as much as the wii u's library now is a little bit outdated and surpassed by kind of what's happening with the switch i do genuinely feel like the wii u was built as a system for nintendo fans like there was a lot of games that were developed on that system that were for core Nintendo fans, and maybe that's why it didn't have a vast appeal. I'm sure the name didn't help in the kind of half-assed gimmick, but Nintendo Land was like a very good representation of what Nintendo's approach was to the Wii U, which is like, this is a system for our fans. Nintendo Land really felt like an acknowledgement of who the Nintendo fans are and like how much the IP matter. So like I I really like Nintendo Land. I think Nintendo Land like I'm going to say this right now before we even get to the deliberating like Nintendo Land like in my opinion is like if we were going to say the one essential game on Wii U it would be Nintendo Land.
1: Oh yeah, I'm am...
2: obviously we all had Nintendo Land on our list. I wanted to speak about just a little bit more. I love the like the getting the collectibles and just having your main plaza filled with all these Nintendo Easter eggs and the music on the jukebox that you could play like you could play all the different songs there. The art style as well. Like I like how like everything looked handmade kind of like it it had Playbox that aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. It was a fantastic fantastic art style. Yeah, some of the single player games were not great like the Game and Watch one and the f Zero one, but other than that I'd say, like, all the other games were definitely worth playing. They are really... And and the Oshi one sucked, too. But (laughs) Nintendo Land, like, that is one of the seminal multiplayer games of the last at least 10 years that Nintendo's ever made. Like, that's one of the greatest ones. I really want them to port it on Switch, but I just don't know how it would be possible. You wouldn't be able to translate that experience, especially for Luigi's Mansion, Mario, and for the Animal Crossing games. It's that little time capsule that's left on the Wii U. It's like one of few games that's remaining that hasn't been ported. They should make another Nintendo Land.
0: I agree that you make a sequel to Nintendo Land. Like We've
2: always wanted a Nintendo theme park, and before Super Nintendo World, that was the closest thing we were going to get.
0: <laughs> the thing is, like in my opinion, the Joy-Con have enough versatility that they could easily make a sequel to Nintendo Land that would be just as unique. In different ways, but Instead,
2: we got 1-2-Switch.
0: Yeah, let's not talk about that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mateo, do you have a nomination?
2: Yes, so Nintendo Line was the really only obvious choice. My first choice for an essential Wii U game of the time would be Super Mario Maker. Unfortunately, you cannot really play Super Mario Maker in the way that it was intended to because I think the servers have been shut down for that game now but for my money Super Mario Maker 1 in its prime was better than Super Mario Maker 2 is and the reason why I say that is first of all Nintendo's updates for that game were way more frequent and they were more creative I found also another huge thing is they actually utilized the Amiibos in probably the best way Nintendo ever has and they Mm -hmm. had the 8-bit or 16-bit versions of your Amiibo characters scanned into the game, and you could play as those characters. And they all had their cool little taunts or whatever. And you could actually make a Link level. You could make a Samus level. You could make a Waluigi level. And we had fun doing that. And then in Super Mario Maker 2, not to... Crap on it too much, but they didn't have any of those Mystery Mario costumes come back, and it just didn't have that zany wackiness that the original Mario Maker had, where you had like long Mario or stuff like that. And just and that was like the 30th anniversary game for the Mario series, and you know it was a celebration of the whole series. It was the first time we could ever customize your own and create your own Mario levels, and the online community that game was fantastic. You could share your levels with people, you could download. Uh, people's levels and now today you can't really experience that but it was one of the very very few really bright shining moments of like okay this is what this gamepad could do. Using the touch controls on the gamepad was way more convenient than using a controller for Mario Maker 2. Yes. So there's a lot of good quality of life features that the gamepad offered to the building experience that you just couldn't you couldn't recapture with Joy-Cons. It just didn't it just didn't work.
0: I love Mario Maker. Like I'm I'm a big creative and I love it. And I do think Super Mario Maker 2, like, objectively is better for making Mario games. But you're right. Like, there's something about the original and that charm that just, like, put over the top. And I remember us having this discussion back in, what was it, 2015 that, that came out? What, what year yep. was it? 2015? I remember this very clearly. I remember none of us were excited for that game when it was announced. We are like, oh, okay, like, we'll get it. It's cool. But, like, whatever. And the second they showed off the mystery mushrooms, the entire hype cycle for that game shifted dramatically. Like, completely. Like, that game was the mystery mushrooms. And I feel like removing the mystery mushrooms in the second game, I understand why they did it. But I think it just lost something because like that was such a massive feature i do think like i do want to believe that the reason they removed it is because the mystery mushrooms were such an enticing feature that there was just like an over excess of games made in the super mario one style as a result and they wanted to like balance the other ones and make them more appealing so they removed the mystery mushrooms now I'm getting like nostalgic I want to go back and I want to play some of the courses I made like on Super Mario Maker 1 because I made courses around smash characters like I had ones that were called like I can't remember what they're called I think they were called like Super Smash Land or whatever and they were like these marathons of doing different tasks based around whoever the mystery mushroom character was in that segment of the level and they were really fun and I had such a blast like not only designing the levels but like thinking of creative ways to like okay how would I make something that's reminiscent of Pikmin in Mario or how would I make something that works as like something that would be reminiscent of Star Fox in Mario like and it was so cool doing that um, and like I remember making a Wolf Link level where it was like a Zelda dungeon and like I had such a blast with that. I do think inherently the second one will never have that appeal. Like not just because of the mystery mushroom, but because it wasn't the first of its kind. Like that game was such an experience.
2: The mystery mushrooms weren't even just tied to amiibo though. Like they had like random characters. You could play as Mario in his Mario Kart.
0: Tetra and like Foreman Spike, Waluigi, Batch Center Rabbit. You could unlock them in the game and so that gave incentive to continue to play the game and try to unlock those costumes because it's like that's fun like that's a blast and it's almost like they would have been better off i almost feel super mario maker 1 was only super mario bros 1 and they had the mystery mushrooms and then in super mario maker 2 the big selling point was adding in the other games But, yeah, no, it was such a blast, Super Mario Maker. Like, I agree with you. Like, it's not really an experience you can relive now to its fullest potential. But it was such a unique experience when it came out and, like, such a surprise hit. It was one of the two sleeper titles that showed up at the end of Switch's lifespan that were like completely blew everybody out of the water. I'm sure the other ones can get mentioned soon. If not by Gino, by me probably.
1: Actually, I want to go out on a limb here and do something a little bit different with my choice. So like, okay, when we got Mario Kart 8, that was a proper like Mario Kart game that launched in 2014. And like, here we are with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch that has all the DLC and everything for it. And that was just included as part of the base game. But when that first DLC pack was announced and we got, like, the Blue Falcon and Big Blue and, like, all of those, like, first Nintendo courses and stuff, I remember sitting down and having a conversation with you guys and we are like, yo, what about, like, the how hype is this? We're getting, like, some F-Zero love. Uh, They're testing out some stuff for it. Or, like, hey, does this lead to, like, Super Smash Kart and things like that? And it was just, like, this big deal. And then uh, eventually in, like, the later pack we got, like the animal crossing course the zelda course the link and the master cycle came in and like the animal crossing stuff was in there with the villagers and we're like oh it's super smash kart where's kirby so yeah the the dlc for mario kart 8 when those were announced I, I i you know i'll just put mario kart 8 as like the complete package with the dlcs and everything because like that was just like a fantastic game seeing everything come out was almost as good as watching those early smash trailers first Mash 4. Not exactly where you were going with that, huh, Jules?
0: Mario Kart 8 was on my list. Like it definitely should be said. Like Mario Kart 8, like I've been very transparent about my Mario Kart opinions, and like I genuinely think people should not be allowed to have the opinion that any other Mario Kart is the best Mario Kart. Because Mario Kart is 8 is objectively the peak of the series. Like no hands down, like I think Mario Kart almost always gets better with every single game and Mario Kart 8 is like especially after the DLC is like literally the best Mario Kart game.
2: And it's still like arguably one of the best-looking games Nintendo's ever made.
0: And it's yep. about those so, moments too. Like I think I think Wii U like I was saying is like about I really think it was a a system for the fans because there was a lot of big moments. There was a lot of moments and it's like you can't go back and relive those moments exactly, but like Link being in a Mario Kart game That day they announced that Link would be a DLC character in Mario Kart was massive. That was so insane. Like, something nobody would have ever expected would ever, ever happen in Mario Kart. And it was, like, opening this massive, like... Can of worms. Yeah, the can of worms or Pandora's (laughs) box for, like, what to expect in the next Mario Kart game now. But, like, such a breath of fresh air because, like... We're getting to the point where, like, every Mario newcomer character was either a baby, a Koopaling, or a random enemy. And it's like, you're going to run out of those random enemies. And where's your characters that people are going to care about? And, like, somebody like Link is like, that's huge, right? Like, it's so cool to see that. So refreshing. And the courses in Mario Kart 8 are just, like, really well designed. Some of the best courses in the series. And they chose the best courses to redo.
2: Except they ruined Rainbow Road
0: 64,
2: but I can forgive them for that.
1: The Rainbow Road 64, I still say, is great. You got the hype train, you got everything, but there should have been a mode where you can turn on three laps and have that 15-minute
2: race. It was too long in Mario Kart 64, but the game speed and the, the size of the characters and all that in Mario Kart 8... It would have been fine. It wouldn't even have been a really long race, even if you had what you had but done three laps. Wouldn't it have been that long. Mario Kart 8 is a solid pick, though. I, I, I personally didn't have it on mine because I would rather have it on a Switch list. But that is a conversation for another day. You
0: know what? I'm not going to say the the other sleeper one because I don't think I should be the one saying it. I I think Mateo deserves to say that. So I'm going to go with a different one. I'm going to say, I don't know if this is going to make the final list, but I think it deserves to be mentioned. Because again, it's about these moments for me, for Wii U. And this was a big one for me. And I genuinely love this game. Hyrule Warriors is so good. And such a love letter to Zelda fans. And the plot is so stupid. And so over the top. And ridiculous. But like the amount of stuff they gave us in that game. Like I remember they announced it. And they just showed Link taking out, like, hundreds of Bacoblins That was already cool. And then they announced that you can play as characters like Impa and Zelda, and that was nuts. And then I remember the first E3 where they showed Midna, and I was just like, what? Like, this is insane. And then the roster just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger with characters that you would have never expected. Darunia, Ruto, and then the DLC just opened it up even more with, like, the young Link, and you started to get characters from, like, uh, Link Between Worlds, and you got, like... Marin from Link's Awakening. Like, you, There were so many cool characters in that game. And there was so much bloody content. I don't care if it was repetitive. Like, There were so many easter eggs. So many references. Such a fun experience as a Zelda fan. And to play that all co-op was such a blast. I really love Hyrule Warriors. I still, on occasion when I'm bored, will pick it up and play it. And I know it's been ported a million times now. But I still think it's worth mentioning... It here because this is where it started
1: did you mention the dlc when uh wind waker and everything came out right
0: that was the nice thing about it it's like they ported it to three so it had a three waves of dlc and then they ported it to the new 3ds XL. which i bought a new 3ds XL just for that game to replay it but what was cool was then they did dlc on the new 3ds version and all the dlc they added in the new 3ds version they also added to the wii u version that game was supported for like literally like three years because it was like three dlc packs then a crossover thing with the 3ds where you got all the new characters that were added in the 3ds and then the 3ds got dlc and you could get the dlc from the 3ds dlc onto the wii u so it was like there was a lot of content like that game was supported for a long time and it had great roster choices unlike this god-awful age of calamity dlc which I'm, this is a separate topic completely. I'm not going to get into it, but I don't know how they go from Hyrule Warriors 1 DLC to, to Age of Calamity DLC. Like, I can't believe the same people were behind those two games. Age of Calamity is a fantastic game. The DLC, like, what a ripoff.
2: I feel bad for anyone who bought that. <laughs> yeah, just uh, what you were saying earlier, Jules, I'm very happy that you deferred to talk about uh, Splatoon because uh, I was the only one that played Splatoon. Because no one else wanted to buy it to play with me. Again,
0: like when they announced Mario Maker and Splatoon, and I'm pretty sure they announced them at the same E3, I remember being so underwhelmed by both. I was like, what are these stupid games they're giving us? And like, now look.
2: That was the general sentiment with Splatoon. A lot of people were like, what is this? Who is this for? Why is Nintendo doing this? And then. They played it on the show floor, and Splatoon was like the standout game of the show. They're like, this game is fantastic. You need to play this. And then they did the test fire, I believe, for it. And then that's when whoever owned a Wii U, which was not very many people, got to play it, and it was fantastic. And I pre-ordered it online at Best Buy back when you could actually get discounts when you pre-ordered games. And I went to pick it up in the store... And I was the only one that apparently that did that. They had a wall of Splatoon one and they're like, yeah, you're the only one that bought this. <laughs> and somehow it, it was Japan, I guess Splatoon is a phenomenon in Japan. It's so popular. And that game, the, the gameplay loop is so fantastic. The games are so fast. They're so fun. And this is where it started. Like Splatoon one and Splatoon two are very similar games. It's just like different weapons, different abilities, different story. And like, but, what is there is still really good technically it's it's still a really good game that you can still play in the same way you experienced it back in 2015 but it has been one up just like how we say like smash bros and mario Kart's been one up the newest entry will always be the best for splatoon and splatoon is nintendo's most successful new ip since animal crossing so i can't speak more of it like any any more about it like it's it's so good Splatoon is coming out, I can't wait. So
0: it started on the Wii U, so like it needs to be mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like It's,
2: it's like one of the few really, really like bright spots for the system.
0: This is the way I hold Splatoon, okay? And I promise you, I mean this with all the love in the world. To me, it's like Ocarina of Time. It's clearly been surpassed in its series, but it's stupid to talk about the series without mentioning it because it's such an integral point. Like, you can't talk about Splatoon without talking about Splatoon 1. It is the start of something. The same way that Ocarina of Time is like the start of modern Zelda. And it will always be relevant regardless of... Like, that's the thing is Splatoon 2 will eventually become irrelevant because Splatoon 3 will be better but there will always be a reason to talk about Splatoon 1 because it will always be the first and it will always be the thing that started it.
2: I don't know about that because Splatoon 2 has the Octo... Expansion, which is phenomenal.
0: that's true; it is very good.
2: But I, I don't like uh, the comparison, to Ocarina of Time, because Ocarina of Time is still uh, still a better game. Yeah, it's still a phenomenal game. As the Splatoon one, I would never go back to playing Splatoon one, but I would go back to play Ocarina of Time. In fact, I am playing it right now.
0: Fair enough, Gino. Do you got another?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Pikmin three actually, and like again, like this is another one of those games that does have a re release. I would argue that Pikmin 3 Deluxe is missing something that may like something that is absolutely integral to the original Pikmin 3 experience and that's the copad. Uh so the Switch doesn't have that asymmetric gameplay in the controls and stuff that the original uh Pikmin 3 does because like your Switch is docked and you're going to be using a pro controller and stuff so like fl- flipping back and forth between menus and things I found it a little annoying when I could just, like, look down at the gamepad and be like, oh, here's exactly the stuff that I wanted in the first place, right? So, I find that the copad gameplay from Pikmin 3 definitely a lot better, and it was just fun, and it was, like, the first time we got, like, a brand new Pikmin game in such a long time, and we were always used to, like, okay, we have to go back and play the new play controls of Pikmin 1 and 2, and, like, they've been talking about this game for a really long time, but there was no new game in the series until Pikmin 3 came out, so
0: will be I'm, pikmin 4 as well we've reached yeah. a point where pikmin 4 has been talked about more than pikmin 3 was <laughs> like it was like right after pikmin 3 release i
2: don't know if it's been talked about more but it's just been a really long time since we've heard anything about it right it's yeah. not like with pikmin 3 like pikmin 3 was supposed to be on the wii i believe and then it was like okay it's coming to wii u and then pikmin like do you guys remember in the 3ds when the free 3ds first launched it launched basically with nothing and then the first big game that came out was Ocarina of Time 3D. Mm-hmm. Very similar release with the the Wii U. we like, okay, yeah, we got Nintendo Land, and we got another new Super Mario Bros. game at launch. Pikmin 3 was supposed to launch with the Wii U, I believe. And it yeah, got it delayed was. until the following year, and there was literally nothing between launch and Pikmin 3. And Pikmin 3 was the first big yeah. game that we could play on Wii U. It was you know? like
0: Wii U launch in like November, and pikmin 3 i think came out in like august it was like almost a full year
2: i don't know if pikmin was that late. i feel like pikmin was like may or something but
0: maybe you're right yeah maybe the new one was august but um yeah it was something like that it was like six months or like eight months it was july oh geez oh july yeah there you go it's okay if we move on from pikmin 3 yep so i have a few games left i'll start with one that i know that neither of you guys have played but i think it should be mentioned Which is Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2, in my opinion, is the best game in its series of only two games as of now. Third one coming. But it was a again, like all about those moments. Like Bayonetta 2 being announced on Wii U was a big deal. Like it was a massive third party grab for Nintendo on a system where there was barely any third party support. Nintendo made a power move because they recognized that Bayonetta was a cult classic that was not going to be made unless somebody funded it. So they, you know, made the decision to fund this game that was, like, completely outside of their demographic to try and pull in a new group of gamers into Nintendo. And the game was really good. Like, it was really well made. It was very true to its original kind of, like, design. They didn't dumb it down or Nintendo-fy it. Like, Nintendo just funded it. and They were like, do, like, what you did. And, you know, like, have fun with it. And then Bayonetta as a character kind of blew up because they decided to throw her into Smash after. And, like, now you have Bayonetta 3 is this massively, like, anticipated game on Switch. I remember when Bayonetta came out because I remember it came out the exact same month that Darksiders 1 came out. Because I remember following both of those games and being like, I want to get one of these. And I ultimately went with Darksiders over Bayonetta. But I was aware of what it was, but it didn't sell great. Like, it got great reviews, but was not super popular. And, like, the fact that Nintendo saw that potential and then, like, doubled down into it and now built that series to kind of be... Bayonetta is almost associated with Nintendo at this point, which is kind of weird, because she's, like, very outside of Nintendo's image um and like it's a really good game and another one of those games i feel like you need to mention because it was a big moment for that series and that character and for nintendo and on top of being like an exceptional game
2: so jules i have absolutely no like stake in bayonetta whatsoever i've never played any of the games the bayonetta 2 re-release on switch does that have new content that the wii u version like didn't have or is it just the same game same game so there's not uh, a definitively like better version of it out there no, not as
0: far as I'm aware. Maybe they added some more like Nintendo costumes, but as far as I'm aware, I'm pretty sure it's
2: the same. Solid choice. I figured you would say that. So this is actually going to be my last nomination. I have a bunch of honorable mentions, but I will save those for obviously the honorable mentions. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. I don't think Tropical Freeze is necessarily better on Switch. Yes, there's new Funky Mode. It's there for the memes. But it is exactly the same core experience you would have experienced on Wii U. When I reflect on it more and more, it is my favorite Donkey Kong Country game. It's a fantastic game. They brought David Wise back to do the score for that game after he wasn't in Donkey Kong Country. Returns on Wii, and just like, Riley and I literally marathoned this game from beginning to end the day it came out, and we had such a fantastic time. Donkey Kong is more of a challenging 2D platformer, and like, it came out in an era in which I just was so burnt out by 2D platformers yet it was the only one I beat because I just think the level design in that game is fantastic. Yeah, the Snowmads are like just generic villains and like I wish the Kremlings were were in the game, but still the the whole idea that you have to go back to Donkey Kong Island is so fun and like you even revisit some locations in Donkey Kong Country returns game and just that game is still among the greatest 2d platformers of all time it's it's that good playing with friends is really fun as well i really want to replay that game i might pick it up on switch but i have the wii u version it's just as good and if you haven't played it already you should it's a fantastic game so Donkey Kong country returns is my final
1: selection gino did you have a final nomination i have two but i think they're more like along the lines of honourable mentions, and I wouldn't individually put these games as honourable mentions. I'd put them both together as a single honourable mention.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I I do have a nomination. I actually have... I had one nomination, and when you had said two games um, that you had, I realised, I'm like, oh, well, actually, I do have two games, because these games could kind of be grouped together, in a sense, but they're um, they're actually they shouldn't be grouped together, but it made me realize that I, I think we all omitted something very, very big. So the first one I will nominate is Super Mario 3D World. Like, I've, of course, it has been ported to Switch, and I don't think there's any denying that the Switch version is better, but again, like when we're looking at the Wii U, I don't think we should look at, like, the fact that there's been enhanced ports, and Super Mario 3D World, it was one of the earliest games on the system, and it Still is like exceptionally, like one of the best games on the system. It's incredible, like what they did with Mario. And I remember it was like we saw that trailer for the game, and I know me and Riley had the opinion, like, what is this crap? We wanted something like Mario 64, but then playing that game, holy crap! I'm gonna go ahead and say this, and maybe it's a big claim, but I don't think there is a single co op adventure game. That I've ever had more fun with than Super Mario 3D World. And I kid you not, since that game released originally on the Wii U, I've probably played through it like 15 times. I love that game. It's fun to play by yourself. It's fun to play with others. I've played it so many times with my sisters. I've played it so many times with friends like... Like you can play competitively, you can be a troll, you can hurt each other, you can help each other. There's so much variety. There's so much levels. There's challenge too. Like the post game is challenging, like very challenging. And like the fact that Rosalina was unlockable was such a surprise, especially because that was before she was in Smash. So that came like out of left field. Like holy, like Rosalina's playable in like um adventure Mario game. Like I think that game was just done very very well. And it makes me want them to make a sequel to that game. Like, I really love that style of game. So I I do think that Super Mario 3D World should be mentioned here.
2: I, I definitely have held back nominations just because I'm like, oh my god, like, it's hard for me to disconnect the ports. This is a time capsule type thing. I'm I'm really trying. 3D World is a fantastic choice. The, t- definitely the turning point for me with 3D World because like I was with you and Riley there. Like I wasn't too hyped about it. We're wanting a sandbox 3D Mario that we did eventually get in Odyssey. But the turning point was that Nintendo Direct I think it was and Bowser came out of the jar and the music kicked in and then we saw the game. Like Nintendo games often look a lot better the second time around when you see them and. 3d world is another one of those instances where like this game definitely looks better they polished it up more they have gone crazy you saw the the silhouette level similar to donkey kong country we saw the mario kart bit like the the zelda bit like that that trailer definitely built the hype for that game for me at least but yeah i i I, 3d world is arguably the best game on the system i would say
0: and then the other one i'll just mention because it's kind of connected which is the one i originally had on my list and then i was like oh my god i didn't even have 3d world which is where this game originated but i genuinely believe that captain toad treasure tracker should be on this list that game came out of no like those levels were so inspired in super mario 3d world and the fact that nintendo was like these are so well designed let's elaborate this character and this style into a full-blown game and that it worked that's like one of those games that like you will associate with wii u because it's like one of those weird games that's like why does this game exist but it's really good i really love captain toad treasure tracker um it's such a fun little puzzle game it's so different than mario um but it's so so good like it's so fun
1: that captain toad theme song man
0: it's so good
1: I honestly completely forgot about Cappy T,
0: and the way that oh, they you, structure you
1: know? it too. Like,
0: like I remember it being such a big surprise that it's like you start off like playing as Captain Toad, but then like partway through the game, Captain Toad disappears, and you have to play as Toadette um for a like a portion then you go back to captain toad and like it's it was really well done and like for i remember when it it launched it was a reduced price game it was a cheaper game but it had like way more content than you would expect for from a game like that and it was just very very well done like i i was very impressed i i did not want to buy it i remember when they announced it i was like why are they wasting time on this game again that seems to be a trend with Wii U is like they announced a lot of games that's like, why are you doing this? And then you play them and you're like, oh, my God, like Nintendo really knows what they're doing. And I think that's the thing with Wii U is like, I think Wii U was a constant trust issue. It was like Nintendo doing things that they wanted to do that weren't exactly what people were asking for. But then the game slapped anyway. And so a lot of people missed out on them because they're like, they judged them and then never played them. Whereas like we gave them those shots and we know that Wii U, had they not ported like more than half of its library to Switch and they had just not ported anything, I would say Wii U had like one of the better Nintendo libraries. Like it had had like so many, like really, really good games. Like, and sure, it's not like there wasn't like 20 or 30 of them, but like, there was a dozen that were like stellar. And those are the ones that we've said here, right? Like these are like stellar, like nothing you would have expected sort of games, very big surprises, not something people were necessarily asking for, but like, guess what? People are going to ask for these games now because Wii U did a good job establishing new stuff.
2: Yeah. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker was the game that, (laughs) the other one that I, was gonna say jules did you have another
1: one or no i just remembered one that mateo you spent a lot of time in this game if i remember correctly i'm not sure if you played it on the wii u or if you played it on where this game got ported but i'm gonna go out and say rayman legends oh yeah that's true that game it started off as a wii u game yeah, and then i think mateo exclusive. played through it on xbox one and he's yeah, like, because it was a crap, game with gold game great yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's a great nomination you're right. That yeah. was like an exclusive to Wii U for a while and it was such a good game.
2: Wasn't there a controversy around Rayman Legends and the exclusivity
1: yes, the, didn't like Ubisoft yes. dropped it?
0: Yeah, Ubisoft dropped the exclusivity even though they said it was going to be exclusive. There was a big controversy around
1: it. That's the thing though, right? Cuz like I I didn't really spend a lot of time on the Wii U myself. Like I the only time I spent time playing the Wii U I think was to play Breath of the Wild. Because Mateo was too big busy hogging the Switch, so I had our Wii U copy of it and I was playing it there with the slightly longer load times and the one that was eventually cracked so everyone could play it on an emulator. No, we're not doing a Kotaku thing and telling you to go <laughs> like go emulate games and anything. But yeah, I played through Breath of the Wild on, on the Wii U, and honestly, it wasn't bad. But like this was a generation I just kinda like stayed away from it. Not for anything. It's just like the Wii, the Wii U didn't really have a lot of titles that gripped me, so I'm having I was having a bit That's of like, fair. a hard time, kind like of okay. contributing.
0: Well, do you want me to? Why don't we transition into the deliberation? I don't think the deliberation will take long.
1: Well, we have honorable mentions. Yeah, all oh, yes, honorable, honorable mentions, mentions. I was gonna make were the uh, were the Zelda HD games. I wanted to count them in as two games, like instead of having like each one separate like wind waker and twilight a separate thing i kind of want to like group them in together because they kind of fill the same niche scratch the same itch so you don't have to hook up your gamecube you don't have to hook up your wii to play these games uh they're in hd form uh wind waker got the swift sail and ma- making the triforce quest a lot less tedious i find as well as a twilight princess added the hero mode so the game can be a lot harder and they added the Amiibo support with Ganon Amiibo. And it came with the Wolf Link Amiibo also. I can't remember what Wolf Link did exactly.
0: Wolf Link added a, um, like a pit of 100 trials, but just for Wolf Link. Okay.
1: And then, because I remember there was the hero version of that, like the one for like regular Link, not Wolf Link, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, for the Fairy Tears. Anyway, tangents. But the way I played through Twilight Princess is what I called Ganon mode. So I played the game in hero mode, which doubled with Ganon. Yeah. So it's four times. Yeah. So instead of double damage, it does four times damage. Basically, yes. everything was a one hit. It, yeah, that was a fun way to play. It was really fun, but it was also very frustrating.
0: It it was. and But it was so good. It was so refreshing to play through Twilight Princess and not... Yeah, like not, ha- like, not having the
1: game be like super
0: easy. Like stupid easy. Especially considering like most Zelda games are like at least somewhat difficult. Like, not super difficult, but at least there's some enemies that are like, okay, I got to be a bit cautious. They could one-shot me or two-shot me. Um, but, like, Twilight Princess, considering how dark it was, it was always weird that it was, like, the stupid easy game.
2: Yeah, but I think that had to do with the fact that it was on Wii. They wanted to make it a super, like, casual experience.
0: Yes, but it's it's just, what I mean is, like, it's nice just play a version of twilight princess where the incredibly well designed terrifying boss monsters that they've created Mm -hmm. actually hurt you when they hit you so (laughs) you know when you're fighting a morpheel who's like a massively intimidating giant eel instead of dealing half a heart of damage deals like four hearts of damage you know that's that makes more sense that link would get hurt by something that's like a thousand times his own body right. mass like you know like um, but anyway tangent aside those yeah. those were refreshing to play on wii U. yes
2: yep. and the thing i really like though like wind waker felt like a massive upgrade just because like the visuals the skies in that game are phenomenal the water in that game looks mm. so good twilight princess it didn't you like it was given as spectacular of a treatment but both games are phenomenal and like wind waker is just particularly exceptional i just I really want to play those games again, but can't Nintendo just port them to Switch and just I think they, they will they have to like oh my god I those games will. are just too good to leave on Wii U. They will.
0: But um do you have any honorable mentions, Mateo?
2: Actually I think I have let's see here. One, two, three. So uh Yoshi's Woolly World. That game is just a nice, relaxing, chill, mellow, cute, two D platformer. It's no Yoshi's Island. But it's still probably the second best Yoshi game, I'd say. Yep, I agree. I love the the craft aesthetic and and everything's like handmade. Even like the environments are like cardboard and and string and stuff like that. Like it's it's really really visually stunning, and then the Amiibo functionality getting like all the the yarn. Yoshi versions of like Sheik, Sonic, you can have like all these characters that you have amiibos for, and I have a very big amiibo collection, so like i anything that could justify the money I've put into amiibos is always nice. Uh so Yoshi's Woolly World is one of them. Another one, and I think I'll get a lot of what really for this is Star Fox Zero. I really like Star Fox Zero for what it was. Like I know like everyone's like, Oh, it's another reinterpretation of Star Fox uh, we've had that with 64 that's trying to be too much like 64 whatever I, I don't care about that like the game for what it was was really cool I like how they find like before Star Fox 2 got released on the SNES classic this is where the walking like the walking R-wings finally like appeared was in this game and I kind of didn't mind like the gyro wing or whatever the the helicopter like the small Copter, whatever vehicle was, I like that, and like the Landmaster segments were really fun as well. I actually thought those were really good looking, and I know a lot of people criticize this game because it just it just seems super generic and empty and whatever. But you know, Star Fox is supposed to be a game that you can complete pretty quickly, and it's more about getting your high scores, stuff like that. And I felt like it was unfairly criticized for that and like i love the redesigns of team star fox yeah it, it would have been nice to continue the story after the events of the original star fox or star fox 64 whatever reboot whatever the one of version you want to call it but yeah. hey it's it's still a fun game you can find it for cheap came with star fox guard which is a thing you can you can play that too it's not that great but it's if you find a copy of star fox 0 you'll probably find a copy of star fox guard so Star Fox Zero is really underrated, I guess, in my opinion.
1: You're just saying that because we bought like 30 copies of it to pay for our Switch. Yeah, and I have two <laughs>
2: sealed copies of Star Fox Guard that I am saving. Maybe they'll be worth a lot of money one day. <laughs> Who knows?
1: Yeah, because um, they're not for resale. <laughs> so you couldn't use it as part of your exploit. <laughs>
2: and my last one is Paper Mario Color Splash now Paper Mario Sticker Star is is hot garbage and uh, well actually we might talk about it in the 3ds essentials but Color Splash kind of redeemed Sticker Star in a way because we thought Paper Mario was going downhill real fast after uh, Sticker Star and Color Splash you know Huey was a great character I really liked the, the the visuals honestly like that's Another fantastic looking game, like how you could see like the, the fibers in Paper Mario is really cool. The writing in that game is fantastic. The music's fantastic. The battle system leaves a little to be desired, and it's kind of annoying having to find paint every once in a while. But for what it is, it's a really, really good game, but it's still not quite what we want with Paper Mario. It's probably what S- Sticker Star could have been at its best, and it perfected that if you could perfect that. It's still a good game. It's like a solid like 7 out of 10 game, I'd say. But it's it's an honorable mention. It's not like the best of the Wii U. And it was like the last really big game, if you could call it a big game, to come out on the system. So it
1: was definitely one of the last first-party games. Yeah.
2: Yeah, those are my, my honorable mentions.
0: I, I have two. I'm just going to say them really quick. I'm not going to go into them very much. But I don't actually have any intention of ever going back to play this game. Um, nor did I... F- enjoy my full experience with it but i think you should mention xenoblade chronicles x because it is a very good game and you can pour hours and hours and hours into that game i just had a lot of gripes with it especially after i poured like 50 hours into the game and then like after achieving the the like max i found out how like easy it was to lose them and i just had gripes with yeah. it. but in terms of just sheer RPG design, it's actually phenomenal and it's done a lot for the genre. Um, and a lot of people consider Xenoblade X to be like, fundamentally one of the best rpgs like action rpgs out there because of the way that it handles like that dangerous world it's basically like xenoblade the way it's structured like the other two games is when you get to a new area all the enemies you can usually take down but there's some enemies that are really strong that you don't want to go there and that's how they keep you away from certain areas that are supposed to be high level areas but xenoblade chronicles x and they did this in the marketing they marketed it as this is a very hostile world they did the opposite Basically, everything around you is like way overleveled and way too powerful. And the way you find out where you're supposed to go is you have to look for those small paths of things that you can actually kill. Um, So like the only way, like you are navigating a very hostile world and it's very cool. There's a lot of cool things to it. Just don't think too hard about the story. It's not great. And then my other honorable mention, because I had a great one day of playing this game on wii u and there was a lot of hype going into this game and i know why we didn't play it for more than one day and it's because of burnout but we were hyped for Pokin tournament and it came out around my birthday and i remember i had all of you guys over to play it on my birthday and we played that game for like 12 hours straight and then never played it again because we just wore ourselves out like we played yep. too much of it on that first day that we just like were all like special is- controllers for it <laughs> Yeah, but it was a cool game, like a cool concept, had a great roster. It was actually very very fun. I liked the kind of like rock paper scissors it had going on within its structure and it was really really good. And I wish that we had stuck with it a little longer, but either way, really enjoyed that game. So that's my last honorable mention.
2: Really guys, okay. no one no one mentioned Mario Tennis Ultra Smash no. or Animal no. Crossing Amiibo Festival.
0: Oh, no, I actually meant to mention Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Now, I don't consider Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival to be a fantastic game, but it definitely was quite the bargain for the $5 I paid for it.
2: I think I spent less of that.
0: I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun game for $5. Yep. Okay. So let's move to the deliberation. I'm just going to share my screen with both of you guys. Viewers at home, I won't be sharing my screen with you this time. This is more for us, just to see, to remember what we have. But I'll read out what we have right now. So we have Nintendo Land, Super Mario Maker, Mario Kart 8, Hyrule Warriors, Splatoon, Pikmin 3, Bayonetta 2, Donkey Kong, Tropable Freeze, Super Mario 3D World, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, and Rayman Legends. So we have 11 games, and we need to find the five essentials now i'm just gonna go ahead and say it are we putting nintendo land on this
2: yes i thought we already agreed that we are
0: okay so nintendo lands there so we have 10 games four more spots um let's hear some suggestions what do you think should be on what do you think should be off
1: uh t should be on this list
0: on the list yes okay so let's keep that around
2: i think the next like shoein in for me at least is super mario maker
1: I agree. That was a good one. Like, if we are viewing it from the hop in a time machine and play the game during that time, yes.
0: Yeah. Sure. Throwing it on. I don't think we need Rayman Legends and Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, so I think we should just remove Rayman Legends, personally.
1: Yeah, because it's available on other platforms. Yeah,
0: and Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I think, is just in general a better platformer. But the glue glues. The glue glues are cool. I will also say that. As much as I'm a big Zelda fan, I think Hyrule Warriors is a big moment for Zelda. I don't know if it deserves to be here.
1: I agree. It had some great fan service.
0: <laughs> yeah, fan service, the character. Um, uh, I okay. was
1: talking about like all the levels and stuff, Jules. Like, come on, Like, where else are you going to get to play as Arunia?
0: And I'm talking about fan service, the character, Twilight Midna, because I am Zelda fan, and that character was there just to service me. I love Twilight Midna. I
1: see what you're doing there.
0: No, I legitimately, like, sorry to have this tangent, but I remember when they announced DLC, I was like, the only character I want is Twilight Midna, and she was the first DLC character announced, and I was, like, so flabbergasted. I'm like, I did not actually think they would put her in. Like, that's such a, like, they already have Midna in the game. Why would they put her like her like human form in the game and i thought it was so funny
2: honestly i don't know what to
1: cut that's the thing like yeah, all that's the same because all these are really good and most of them have been ported we can't consider that though of these games i gotta say mario kart 8 i think like that has to be yeah, here i agree i think mario kart should be here 100
2: i think it should be on a different list but, but
0: it won't be considered for a different list
2: i'm gonna be real right now Let's move away from Mario Kart 8 for a second. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, I don't think should be on it. And I'm not saying 3D World should be put on the list immediately, but like there are Captain Toad levels in 3D World that you can experience. So You know
0: what? That's how I was feeling too because I forgot about 3D World. Even though 3D World's the game that should have been listed here. Um, And as soon as I remembered about 3D World, I was like, okay, Captain Toad probably shouldn't be on this list, even though I really like Captain Toad because 3D World's the best of both worlds, and I think 3D World should
1: be on this list. I will make the argument that the levels in Captain Toad Treasure Tracker are better than the the Captain Toad levels in uh, Super Mario 3D World.
0: I don't even think you need to make that argument. I think that is objectively true. But (laughs) I think that Super Mario 3D World offers more in terms of gameplay and is ultimately a better game. And it also just has Captain Toad in there, right? Yeah. So it's like best of both worlds.
1: I thought this was going to be like just a shoe and like, yep, here's one, two, three, four, five done. But this is proving to be a little harder than I thought. A little tricky.
0: I mean, I personally think that I know it's a lot of Mario, but I do think Mario Kart and Super Mario 3D World should be on this list. Yeah, that's fair. I don't
2: know if you guys agree. Well, I can definitely see that. It bothers me how difficult this is. Wii U
0: maybe didn't have like the most games, but it does have like a dozen really stellar titles and like it's tough because a lot of these games are like the peak of their series right they're either the peak of their series or they're so unique that it's hard not to mention them right so it's tough but i i don't know like when i think about wii u i still like i don't care that it was ported in my head super mario 3d world is a wii u game
1: would bowser's theory then be its own separate thing
0: no i don't think so i don't think that's enough You can count it as its own separate thing, but, like, if we keep the rules that we have had since the beginning, all of these games, even though they've been ported to Switch, will not be eligible when we do Switch. So, if you want them on a list, if you think they should be mentioned, it should be now. And I think 3D World is so unique to Mario so different, and it worked, and it's like such a unique, like it's such a perfect multiplayer experience. I I think it should be here. I think 3D yeah. World should
1: be here.
2: Yeah. And like I'm the only one here that's played the original Splatoon.
1: I played it. I I played it also.
2: Yeah, and I know you played it, but like I I play I owned it. I played a lot of it, and the thing is with Splatoon, it's still a very similar experience to Splatoon two, and I don't really, like, just because the series debuted on the Wii U, I don't think that's necessarily a argument that we should be valuing right now. Yes, it is an important game because it's the only, like, successful franchise launch to come out on the system, but that isn't relevant to to our essentials list, really.
0: Yep, that's fair. I'm fine with that. Like, I do think Mario Kart 8 should be here. I don't necessarily care if splatoon one is or isn't but then again like i do think it's like so unique to the wii u experience like again like if we were looking at this at in 2017 right like before splatoon 2 came out would you put splatoon on this list probably definitely and that's what i mean is like that's where i think i'm looking at it is like Splatoon 2 is better, but Splatoon 2 is going to be surpassed. Like, and Splatoon 1 will never, like, it will always be the first game, and it will always have debuted on the Wii U. And I feel like since we're looking at Wii U as, like, this time capsule, like, I I don't know, like, part of me thinks maybe actually Splatoon should be here.
1: I'm now thinking about something, Jules, that we completely forgot to mention then. Which is? Smash 4.
0: yes. But, again... Because of those DLC
1: moments. Those DLC moments.
0: There's a reason I didn't say Smash 4, though. Yeah. For me. And, like, I know we're supposed to look at... Like, we're looking at it as a time capsule as well, but... Like, Smash 4 is one of those ones that I can't... I can't say Smash Wii U should be on here, because Ultimate just literally is, like, a different game that completely destroys Smash Wii U. Like, I we'll never go back and play that game ever again and even when it came out while i still believe each smash game is the best one when it comes out so far wii u was definitely one of those ones where i was like i really like it but there's so much missing
2: yeah because yeah. the 3ds version kind of really held it back in a lot of ways yeah
0: so, so... it was a very flawed game like and and I do like those there were some big moments so I smash we use tough because like I still hold that opinion of like smash and Mario Kart I feel like it's very difficult to like put them on if they're not the most recent one whereas that's why I guess I'm pushing for Mario Kart because I'm like I love Mario Kart and this is the best one but like Mario Kart 8 will inevitably recent one
1: too
2: but this is the thing though Mario Kart 8 Deluxe added the extra item that you can hold on to it fixed the battle mode it added more characters, like, it...
0: Ultimately, it was a port, so it won't be eligible later, it like, it's only going to be the eligible. Roster. Like, it, that's the way I look at it, because it's not eligible later, like, so if we're putting a Mario Kart game on one of these lists it's happening now, right? Like, Mario Kart 8 yeah. is Mario Kart 8. And whether you played it as Deluxe, or you played it as the base game, or the game with the DLC, like, Mario Kart 8, in my opinion, is, at this time, the best, or the best Mario Kart game. And I do fully believe it will be surpassed like the second mario kart nine drops it likely will be better than mario kart eight but that being said it's like hard for me not to put mario kart here but there's also a case for it not being here like it's up to you guys my opinion isn't the only one
1: I still like the idea of having Mario Kart 8 here just because, like, I feel like when eventually we do get to Switch Essentials because Switch technically could still be going by the time we get around to it, right? Like, I don't think I'm going to be putting Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on said Switch list.
0: That's kind of my logic, and I know that this is bad that we're framing Wii U's list based off our Switch list, but, like, genuinely, Switch has such a strong library that even if you remove every single game, that originated on Wii U from the running, it's still going to be hard to to figure it out. And if you add in all those games, it's just going to be stupid hard. So that's why I'm like, anything that originated on Wii U, anything like Mario Kart Eight or Hyrule Warriors or Bayonetta, Donkey Kong, like let's keep it on Wii U, yeah, because it's like that's what we're debating here. So in, in that regard, that's why I think Mario Kart Eight should be here. Because Mario Kart 8 is the best Mario Kart. And it's the only Mario Kart that's been able to sustain itself for this freaking long. Like, when did that game come out?
2: 2014.
0: It is 2022 almost. And that game is still selling. That game still sells. It's eight years later and that game still sells. Like... And people still go back and play it.
2: And it was and the best selling game on Wii U and it had an insanely high attach rate.
0: So like I don't know, like I like Mario Kart yeah. eight is so
2: good. I I mean yep. I'm fine with it being on and now but like now we're gonna have three game or four games fighting for one spot.
0: I think we can do so, it. So Mario Kart eight. And are we removing Cap Toad? Yes. Okay, so we have Splatoon, Pikmin 3, Bayonetta 2, Don Kong. I'm going to go ahead and say, like, let's get rid of Bayonetta 2. I like Bayonetta 2, but I'm not going to put it on this list. I'm not, like, I don't care about the genre enough. And it is phenomenal. And, like, a lot of people would put it in this list for them. And I acknowledge that. But for me, I wouldn't because I'm not that attached to Bayonetta. I think we have three different choices here. So this is my opinion. The only two. I personally consider for the last spot our Splatoon because of the reasons I gave you before about it originating on Wii U about how I feel like it does have like such a an attachment to Wii U because it originated there and because now it's already becoming one of the fastest growing Nintendo IP in a long time Um, and it was exceptional when it was on Wii U even though it's been surpassed like it was still very exceptional or Pikmin 3. Because, in my opinion, Pikmin 3 is the best Pikmin game. And it was so long time coming, and like it's such a well-done game. And it might be controversial, but I just don't think Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is the best game in its series. And I love that game, and I think it's great. And I think it's one one of the most fantastic platformers that exists. But I... don't think it's the best in its own series, and therefore I don't care to put it on this list. I'm kind of in the same boat.
2: For me, I think Tropical Freeze is the one of the best 2D platformers I've ever played. I think it's the best Donkey Kong Country game. But my rationale now for, for wanting to cut it is Pikmin 3 evolved the Pikmin series. Splatoon was a new IP. Trump, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze didn't really do anything that other... Donkey Kong Games didn't do. It yeah, it looks really good, but gameplay wise, it's still what exactly what you would think. Didn't push the envelope in that regard. This last game needs to match basically what our other four selections are offering and being that like really standout title. And I don't think Tropical Freeze fits that unfortunately. Yeah.
0: I think that's so, that's how I'm feeling about it. It's like I like I think if you're just talking pure quality, Don Kong Tropical Freeze might be here, but I feel like when we're talking essential, we're never talking just pure quality. Like we're talking about something more, and we're talking about more like what represents these systems. And I just don't think Don Kong Tropical Freeze represents the Wii U the way that Splatoon or Pikmin Three do, or the games that we already have there. Right, like. These four games that are there are like literally, like in my opinion, like so attached to the Wii U name that you like Mario Kart Eight is the only one you can argue is like maybe more attached to Switch than Wii U, only because. You know, Switch is super successful and it sold more there, but it did originate on Wii U. Ultimately, it is a Wii U game that was successful in Wii U. So successful that Nintendo's like, this game is so good that instead of making a new Mario Kart game, we should literally just port this one because people will really, really like it and they missed out on it. And it was really well designed. Like, honestly, with everything I've said, I think Splatoon should have that last spot. I... I feel like putting even putting Pikmin 3 on there. I feel like it will feel too out of place with the other four we put. Like I feel like Splatoon is that one. Like if we're looking at the five pillars of Wii U, I think Splatoon is that fifth pillar. I don't think Pikmin 3 or Tropical Freeze are.
2: I'm glad we're in agreement because I didn't want to say anything against Pikmin because I know you how badly you wanted Pikmin 2 on the GameCube Essentials. I know you're a huge Pikmin fan. I just didn't want to Didn't want to push you in that that direction, but you've uh, made
1: that up yourself, so...
0: I think that that's... And I think I was always leaning toward that. Like, I do think Splatoon should be there. What do you think, Gino?
1: I'm down either way, honestly, because, like, I really enjoyed Pikmin, and I also enjoyed what I played of Splatoon. I'm happy.
0: Okay, well, I guess, then, if you're happy with Splatoon, we
1: throw that on. Splatoon has crusty scene.
0: Yep, crusty scene. So... That is our Wii U time capsule kind of essentials. We have Nintendo Land, Super Mario Maker, Super Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, and Splatoon. And honestly, of every single list we've done in the essentials so far, I genuinely think this is arguably the best one. As much as I was like, I went into Wii U being like, like, I don't care to do this one, but like the list we've come up with, I do think, like, best represents... Even though it's heavy on Mario, like, I do think, like, Wii U in general is just heavy on Mario. And I think these...
1: It relied a lot on their, like, Mario first party and stuff. Because, like even like, there was no Zelda game outside of Breath of the Wild, and that was eventually pushed to a Switch game.
0: Yeah, and I think, like, the brilliance of Wii U, and I think that's why I think this represents it well, is... Switch is all about nostalgia, all about harkening back to like the kind of classic kind of style of games. Like Switch is very much about what people have been asking for, which I'm sure we'll get to when we get to Switch. Whereas Wii U was, like I said, it was never about what people were asking for and that was consistent with everything. Even in Smash Wii U, the characters we got in Smash Wii U were not the characters people were asking for. They were characters that were unique and different. And Nintendo's philosophy during Wii U with Iwata was like, we're not just going to give people the same stuff they're asking for, we're going to like come up with really unique new ideas. And Wii U put out a lot of cool games that were not what we were wanting not what we're asking for but now i can't imagine nintendo without these five games like mario kart less so but like splatoon 3d world mario maker and nintendo land like like who would have known that those games would have existed and not only existed but have been like incredible so um that brings us to the end of today's quest if you liked what you heard today hit that like subscribe or if the follow button if you want to contribute to the conversation let us know um in the comments what you think about the wii u essentials what do you think we missed or what do you agree with what do you disagree with let's know any ideas for upcoming topics or quests or just share your thoughts you know leave us a comment and don't forget to give us some of those um those bonus game icebreaker questions too we'll see you next time at the hub world and mateo would you like to log us out with our catchphrase
2: yes I like that, by the way. Log us out. We got to keep that. Microsoft, make a new banjo game. See you later, everyone. Thanks for listening.